Did everything except for shout ride that bus. It's fine, I will convert you eventually. Um, good morning, church. How are we this morning? Oh. Let us go home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so if you don't know who I am, my name is Sia, and I'm my evening service pastor here. Um, and I'm going to be continuing our confidence series. And as with the past few weeks, uh, we're going to start with a reading of scripture. Uh, so I want you guys all stand if you don't mind. And then what I'll do is I'll read the first bit. And it's actually going to come up this time because it, it, it wasn't there the first time. Uh, three, two, one, go. Yes. Um, I'll read the first bit, and then uh, you can jump in at verse 7. This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that this promise abounds to us, that this promise can be prevalent in our lives today, that we will have confidence in you, that that confidence will be like a tree planted by the stream, that will be an evergreen tree year-round, that no matter what may come our way, we will always bear fruit. So as we press into understanding more of what confidence in you looks like, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will whisper so uniquely into our circumstances, into our design, into our character, into our faith this morning. Won't you have your way? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, deep and wide. Okay, so if you don't know, you're about to know. When I preach, you're allowed to say three things. First, you're allowed to say amen. You're allowed to say preach it. And you're absolutely allowed to say ride that bus. We are in for a good time this morning. I'm really excited to preach this message. Um, I got excited as I was preaching it this morning because um, I'm, I'm, I'm never sure <laughs> until I get up here. Uh, um, but I'm going to be continuing on our confidence series and sticking with the Ross's dream this year of us being trees that are going to provide shade to all of Durban and the people that are around us. So if we take that analogy and if you're a tree you're a tree you're a tree you're a tree eventually we are going to become a a forest absolutely correct now i'm going to do a little bit of education with you this morning on the um eco network that happens within a forest because sometimes it can just breeze over it but a forest is an actually beautiful thing like the the design behind forests is actually beautiful the forests are cover about 30 percent of the earth's surface and comprise of about a billion trees. Now, if you think of this idea of a tree on its own, a tree, when planted, grows down first. So it sends out a taproot that goes all the way down, and that's where it gets the nutrients, then begin to grow up. So then the, the stem sprouts and it begins to grow up. 
After that has been established, there are lateral routes that are then dispersed to connect with other trees. So what you may or may not know is that trees actually talk to one another through their lateral roots. So if you look at just these trees alone, the underneath the ground there are lateral roots, and what trees can actually do is determine if this is the same species of tree or a different species of tree. Obviously through the symbiotic relationship with the fungi, what happens as well is that trees actually send nutrients to one another in a forest system through their lateral roots. But the source of that nutrients comes from, yes, the sun, uh, but also through the taproot. So when the taproot is, is established, it gets the nutrients to then begin to grow. And what it can do is then send out nutrients to the trees that are around it. What a beautiful picture of community. Community. So that's what I'm speaking about this morning, community. I have... I had a thought of what I wanted to say, and it just left me. Uh, I'll, it'll come back to me. So Jim Ron says that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. So now it begs the question, who are the five people that you spend the most amount of time with? And to take it a step further, what kind of people are those five people that you spend the most amount of time with? So this isn't the message necessarily say, oh, if your friends don't crack the nod, give them the boot. <laughs> no, I'm going to be speaking about really plugging into a deep-rooted community. So I'm going to touch on two things this morning. The first of those is, uh, is uh, let your root run deep. And the second thing is let your root run wide, your roots run wide. Hence, deep and wide. Look at your neighbor and say, deep and wide. I'm going to share a little bit of a story of myself when I was in high school, and then I'm going to jump right in. So whatever I say in the next two minutes, don't judge me. <laughs> um, so when I was in grade seven, first of all, just a little bit of context. When I was in grade seven, I was a very violent child, but only violent in school. Like, I was... Fine, everywhere else, but like I have a very, very short temper. Um, and I don't know where it came from. It was just one year, disappeared, never came back again. Um, so obviously in that year, I got into a lot of fights. And because I grew up on a farm, um, I'm not afraid to throw down. You know? um, <laughs> so uh, when you get to high school, obviously now you're at kind of the bottom of the food chain. And you've got to work your way back up to the social, uh, up the social food chain. So got to my trick eventually. And I'm not saying I was popular. I'm also not saying I wasn't popular. Um, but <laughs> there were this group of grade 10 boys, about 15 of them. They were just hecklers. They just always had something to say. And I'd, I mean, I've been in, around enough certain circles. I wasn't the wisest person. But if someone makes a noise in a group, I know that you're a scaredy cat when it's just you and me looking at each other. Um, so I never paid them any mind. Uh, but they just kept heckling and heckling and heckling until eventually one day uh, I was walking home with my friend Kelvin. Some of you are like, oh my gosh, this is here, beat up this boy. No. Um, so I was walking home with my friend Kelvin and they were standing outside the hostel, group of 15 guys, uh, and then they, this one guy just starts heckling. And for a brief 15 second moment, I just lost it. So I was like, yeah, I'm so tired of these guys 
For one moment, you just sort this whole thing out. So I just grabbed the one that was speaking, and I put him up against the fence, and I said, say something else. Now, if you do the math, 15 versus 1, surely I should have been destroyed. But it was just as I had imagined. They're just hecklers. They said nothing, did nothing, he said nothing, and did nothing. Bet money, that day, he lost confidence in his people. Because when you think about it, when we work together, so it was like Ross had stated, they had borrowed confidence. I'm feeling confident because of you guys being around me. I'll have a loud voice because we walk and we sing it together. That's a, more of a broken picture of what community can look like. I want to speak about a healthier version of community where you and your people have deep roots and also have, have a deep root and also have wide roots. The most important of those is a deep root. Ross spoke to us last week about how we can have confidence in God. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, that no matter what might happen, God is going to complete the work that he had begun within us. To take it a step beyond that now, looking at just yourself, before you get to the people that are around you, because you and I are the people that make the decisions of who we want around us, who we're going to have around us. So that means that we need to be making the, the, those decisions from a very, very wise point of view, from a very, very full point of view, so that I'm not looking at Tim for my confidence. I'm not looking at Tim for my purpose. I'm not looking at Tim for my value. I'm not looking at Tim for validation, for affirmation. I'm not looking at Tim for all of those things because I have a deep root that goes all the way to Jesus. That goes all the way to Jesus. That when I let that tap root run deep, all the things that I think I want to get from Tim, I actually really get from Jesus and should get from Jesus. So as we look at him and fix our eyes on him, the most important thing is highlighted in John 15. And it says this, and some of us might know it. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more, uh, be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and my word in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you and I cannot make the best decisions of whom we want around us. Apart from him, we cannot get our identity. Apart from him, we cannot get our value. Apart from him, we cannot get the love that we so absolutely, absolutely get to experience from him. Apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. Which is why our root, our taproot, needs to run so deep into Jesus, who is our source of it all. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, 
and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples, showing yourselves to be my disciples. When you think of that story of, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> it just came back to me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. Okay. So now back to the forest. So now what scientists did, I feel so good whenever I remember something that I forgot. Um, so what scientists did, I'll come back to that scripture now, just to highlight the, the potency of wide roots. So once they've established the taproot and the lateral roots have then also sprouted, what happens is that trees begin to communicate with each other in the forest. And what they also do is if they can determine, or not if, when they determine that this tree is lacking in nutrients, they can actually give that tree some nutrients. So what scientists did to test out this theory is that they planted two trees of the same species next to each other, but covered the one with something that blocks the sun's rays so it doesn't photosynthesize well. So then what happened is that this tree next to it, discovering that this tree isn't getting the right nutrients, was actually then supplying nutrients to that tree, and it still continued to grow. Now, if you think of the people that you and I have around us, that is the kind of people that I want to have, whose roots run deep, that when they can see that I'm actually struggling, actually going through the most, that I, there can be the strength that I might need in that moment, that there can be the faith that I might not have in that specific moment, that they can stand with me, because we stand so much stronger when we stand together. What scientists also found is that forests, live a whole lot longer than trees that are isolated and begin to grow in urban environments. Picture of COVID. In that this forest was isolated. And some people had a very, very difficult time. Most of us had a very difficult time during COVID because we were isolated from our people, from our community. But now as we begin to gain that confidence back, can we begin to plug back into community together? So now jumping right back to that John 15 scripture, it says that we need to remain in him because we get our source of identity. We get our source of purpose. We get our source of value, affirmation. All of those things that are meant to come from Jesus should come from Jesus as we let our root run deep so that we don't begin to look at those things from other people, look for those things from other people. A weak taproot makes for weak lateral roots. But if you and I let our taproots go so deep in Jesus, we give ourselves the best chance to have strong lateral roots, that we might surround ourselves with strong, deeply taprooted people, that we might share nutrients with each other, that we might stand a whole lot stronger together. Amen? Point number two, and this is where I want to spend most of my time this morning, and I've uniquely labeled it, don't socially distance. That's a play on words. You absolutely should socially distance, but for the sake of community, don't socially distance. So, Tim, please join me on stage. Mr. T and Kyle. Whew, that was a 
50-50 chance there. Okay, while they come up, I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 to 12. It says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for there is no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So now two are better than one. So already this is a better picture of community than most. Let's just imagine, for argument's sake, that their legs was their taproot. So taproot, taproot, taproot. And then their arms was their lateral roots. So now as their taproots run deeper into Jesus, they get a whole lot stronger. Deep tap roots make for a stronger faith in Christ. So now, as they get firm, like make a firm stance, they get, <laughs> as their tap roots run deep, their stance get a whole lot stronger and stronger and stronger. And now, because Tim is recognizing, yes, this deep lateral, I mean, I mean um, uh, tap root, he becomes the lateral root. I'm a big community, picture of community. Okay, they, okay, cool. He sees Kyle, deep, deep tap roots. All right, woof. Lateral roots, now you link up. Okay, link up as well, Kyle. Now, no matter how much you and I have planned and looked at this year, here's an undeniable certainty. There are left turns coming your way, whether you and I like it or not. They are going to come. But with this picture of community, what happens is, here comes a left turn coming at Kyle's direction. Now, all of them have deep tap, I mean, yes, Tap roots, I'm going to confuse myself. myself. <laughs> tap roots, what happens is that stuff begins to come at Kyle, but he stands a whole lot stronger because he's not standing alone. Stuff comes. Next round of, the next wave of COVID, loses his job, loses someone in his life. His faith is disrupted, but he stands a whole lot stronger because he's not standing alone. When stuff, <laughs> oh, you're right, can you breathe? <laughs> Hey, the mask doesn't help as well. <laughs> Let's just imagine now Mr. T, same stuff. Stuff begins to come at Mr. T. He's standing a whole lot stronger because he's not standing alone. But now let's just take that principle of weak taproots make for weak lateral roots. Now, Kyle is a weak taproot, and therefore he makes weak decisions on the lateral roots. Now stuff begins to come at Kyle. As much as he... Mr. T might have strong taproot. Tim might have a strong taproot. I'm now coming at Kyle. So much easier to push Kyle away from his community because I thought there was a shoe. Because <laughs> he is, his taproots don't run deep, and therefore his lateral roots have become a whole lot weaker. But as he begins to build strong taproots, a strong taproot, and his lateral roots stand stronger, it is a whole lot more difficult to push Kyle, to push Mr. T, to push uh, Tim. <laughs> Your name left me for a moment. <laughs> it becomes a whole lot harder to push them away. For two are stronger than one. But the most important thing is that they established strong tap roots. When looking at people that you want to surround yourself, how deep 
are there tap roots? Because there is no way that you cannot tell. When I look at Estelle, who is just absolutely phenomenal, this woman's tap root runs so deep. Thank you, gentlemen, before it gets awkward. Um, <laughs> her tap root runs so unbelievably deep. As I've begun to extend my lateral route and like bring it in a little bit close and just understand how she got to that point, I am so deeply encouraged by her, how deep her taproot runs and how it makes her live and how it gives her life, how it gives her purpose and identity. Her taproot runs deep. There's no way you can't tell that this woman's taproot runs deep. So my responsibility, hey, let me just extend this lateral route, Estelle, a little bit closer. And as you begin to look around at the people that you want to have around you, how deep are their taproots running? How deep are their taproots running? How deep is your taproot running when people look at you? So when people begin to bring you close or you bring people close into your community, it makes for a much stronger picture of community because you are not standing, looking for value, looking for purpose, looking for love, looking for all the things from each other, but you get those from Jesus and you begin to share them together. That when stuff might come your way that you did not expect, you stand stronger because you don't stand alone. Because you don't stand alone. Let your tap root run deep that your lateral roots might run wide. We are a community of people together this morning. And one way that we can best do that, because I mean, you, as much as you would like to, you can't lateral root everyone in this room. But you can make a big room a whole lot smaller. And one way that we do that is life groups. And I want to redeem life groups a little bit, because they have a little bit of a negative rap based on what I think. Oh, I've heard people speak about life groups. Um, so, life groups are not a life sentence. Like, I'm stuck here, there's nowhere else, dear Lord, help me. Nope, it's not a life sentence. And it's also not a focus group. You don't just gather to answer questions about Sunday's preach, or what, and then you go home. That isn't it. It is a group of people that you and I choose to do life with. One of the key requirements for that, for it to be able to be a strong community, is for you and I to actually open up our chests. I'm going to be vulnerable with these people. Obviously, that takes time when you build trust and stuff like that. But essentially, when you get to that point, I'm telling you now, that group is going to give you so much life. Because now you've surrounded yourself with people that are building their root, their taproot absolutely deep, and yours runs deep, and your lateral roots get so strong because you guys are standing together. When things get difficult, message your life group. I'm struggling with this thing, or this thing just happened, or my family members in hospital. But because you are together, it becomes a whole lot easier to stand. Life groups are actually a very beautiful picture of big church, just made smaller. Because you, you guys, as much as you would like to, <laughs> Ross can't be everybody's... <laughs> Lateral mate. He would love to be everyone's friend, but I mean, it's just not feasible. But that's why we created life groups so that we can make big church small. 
and you begin to do life with a bunch of people that are digging their taproot so deep in Jesus. The young adult leaders are some of the most incredible group of people I've ever got to spend time with, just digging their taproot so deep. They are incredible. Right now, our WhatsApp group is just so much life. Like we pray for one another, we celebrate, we send podcasts, we like, hey, listen to this, or hey, this thing is happening, or my arthritis is really sore today, like, can you guys stand and pray with me? Like, imagine that, just doing life together, even if we aren't spending every single waking moment together. We're doing life, because all of us have made a decision to open up our chests to one another. Or with my best mate, Mike. We are so intentional with our friendship, it's actually unbelievable. Like, in as much as we hang out and we roast each other, we still make time to just be like, bruh, what are you reading? What's God saying to you? Pray with me on this thing. I'm planning on doing this. We are, I'm pretty sure there's nothing I don't know about that dude and nothing he doesn't know about me. We just spend time and we build and we build and we build. Don't do life alone. Don't do life alone. We can make this big forest a little smaller through life groups. through life groups. That's how we begin to share nutrients with one another. Are you guys still with me? Not salty about life groups. (laughs) Joking. (laughs) Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25 says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So let us not give up meeting together. When we are together, we encourage, we spur each other on towards love and good deeds. We're giving nutrients as we allow our taproot to run deep into Jesus. Can we be a forest this year? Can you start a forest in your home this year? Even if it's not necessarily just life, but like bring people into your home. Extend out your lateral roots and let your taproot run deep. Is that cool? We're going to close, Oscar. So we have different life groups all over the city. Morningside, you can go to Mr. T. In this area, Dibber North, you can come to uh, uh, Tim. Dear Lord, Tim, I love you. I don't know what's happening right now. Um, Tim and Brett, I think it's outside, for Westville. Uh, Anyone under the age of 26, come to me. But there are many, many opportunities for you to plug into Life Group. And if you're a little bit nervous, (laughs) you can send us an email, or you can come to Get Connected tomorrow night. But don't get caught doing life alone this year. COVID tried its best to separate us. Enough is enough. Now we're going to build, and we're going to build together. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we don't get to do life alone, but we get to do it together. That as we walk the journey of digging our taproot so deep into Jesus, that you would give us wisdom to... Extend our lateral roots wisely to choose well the people that we surround ourselves with. 
Holy Spirit, won't you guide us? Won't you whisper to us, Lord Jesus? We pray for an incredible amount of fun, an incredible amount of family and connections that are built over this year that are going to last a lifetime. That no matter the storm, the trial, or the battle that may come our way, we stand stronger because we stand together. And for those that might be a little isolated and afraid to extend out their lateral roots, won't you begin to place those people, those people in our minds that we might extend out an invitation to bring them into community? Won't you help us to build your church, Lord Jesus? In your name we pray. Amen. 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 There is tea and coffee outside. Don't rush off. You have to speak to 17 people before you go home. (laughs) Lovely. Enjoy.